You're listening to RazorCast, USA's hottest podcast, bringing you cutting-edge interviews from leading industry professionals. Hello, everyone. This is Liz Harvey coming to you from our studios in New York City, where we are dedicated to bringing you top-quality advice from many of the leading expert professionals across the U.S. In today's episode, we are speaking with chiropractor Dr. Greg Rubenstein. Dr. Rubenstein is the founder of 57th Street Chiropractic, located in the heart of Midtown Manhattan, where he has been practicing since 1993. He specializes in pediatric and family care, and Dr. Rubenstein is a long-standing member of the International Chiropractic Pediatric Association. He also serves as a board member of Friends of Fresh and Green Academy, a nonprofit organization that does extensive charity work in education in Ethiopia. Dr. Rubenstein is widely considered to be one of the top chiropractors in the U.S. and is also a contributing member of our national network of industry professionals. Today we're going to talk about a very important topic, C-sections and their impact on infants. Hi, Dr. Rubenstein. How are you today? I'm doing great, Liz. Thanks for having me on this morning. Thanks for joining me. So what are some reasons women have C-sections versus vaginal delivery? Well, there are a lot of different reasons. Some of them are good reasons, and some of them, in my opinion, might not be so good. Um, You know, the first one is always going to be, you know, baby safety, uh, making sure that, you know, everything is safe. So if the mom is low on amniotic fluid, um, you know, then they might want to start thinking about C-sections preterm. Sometimes they say if the baby is too big, um, if the baby isn't too small, there, there's a host of different medical reasons that they give, and some of them are valid in, in our emergency situations, and C-sections can, can actually save lives. But the issue is that more, almost 50% of women in New York are having C-sections, and I just can't believe that the, the possibility and the level of complications is that high. Some of the women are having them for com- convenience. Some of them are having them just because the doctors have major malpractice concerns. But one of the things that really leads to it is the actual birth process themselves because when a woman goes into the hospital, she's, first of all, probably a little nervous, especially if it's the first time. And, you know, when they're lying there and their contractions are starting to come and they're in pain, you know, the nice nurse is going to come over and say, you know, gee, Liz, you know, I, I see you're a little uncomfortable. I can give you something for the pain. Well, once you start to take pain medications, then you start to deaden the nerves that actually cause the contractions that actually push the baby out, which causes dystocia or what's basically a slowing of the birth process. Then they're like, oh, well, we can give you some Pitocin and that can speed up the contractions and the baby will come out quicker. Well, when you give a baby, I mean, I'm sorry, give the expecting mom Pitocin, the contractions that are caused are a much longer and stronger type of contraction than the natural wave type of contractions that a woman's going to have. It actually squeezes the baby, and if the baby's hooked up to a heart monitor, the heart monitor is going to go a little crazy with every of those long, strong contractions, and then they're going to say, oh, the baby's in fetal distress. So trying to have a natural childbirth and actually planning for a natural childbirth will actually slow down the rate of women actually having these um, C-section deliveries. So the other thing is time. You know, some women are super busy, and and they actually opt to have the elective scheduled C-section. So there's a lot of different reasons. Some of them are medically necessary, some of them are convenience, and some of them are just, you know, part of the natural birthing, not the natural birthing process, but the common birthing process that women see in hospitals. 
I believe that it's definitely more of a medicalized procedure instead of this beautiful natural physiological procedure that should be happening on its own with the care of a midwife or a doula. And if a C-section is planned and takes place before the actual due date, what are the risks to the baby? Well, planned C-sections and what they call late preterm birth have a lot of risks to the baby. Mother Nature knew an awful lot and created us, and, and the body has a wisdom and knows how to take care of it. And babies know how to come out and deliver. Moms know how to deliver the babies. I mean, it's been going on for tens of thousands of years before medicine was even introduced. But now a lot of them are scheduled even before labor and the newborns can be put at risk. Um, the birth can take place a few weeks before the due date, um, and late preterm is basically anything before 37 weeks of complicated gestation. And, you know, babies born in that, in that term, um, there are some risks, particularly um, the fetal maturity. Being born one week early can make a difference in the amount of complications that a baby is likely to suffer. Um, and usually it's related to the lungs. Most common you'll see difficulty breathing because the lungs, when they're fully mature, then the baby sends a signal to the mom via the baby's um, you know, hormone, endocrine, and neural system. The mom receives the message, and then the mom's body starts the cascade of events to deliver the baby. So usually it's you know the lungs are the last thing to develop. So there are a lot of different um, things related to that, um, but in a nutshell, it's usually related to the lungs. When, when their babies are born preterm. And that leads right to my next question. Do babies delivered via C-section have more breathing problems after birth than those delivered vaginally? Yes, absolutely, and even more common when the babies are, are premature. Um, the breathe, breathing difficulties um, often can relo- result in admission to intensive care. So if a baby goes into intensive care, they can be there for, you know, two to three weeks, which has an average cost of, you know, almost $100,000, if not more. So the cost and the length of the hospital stay can be surpassed. Um, Those of, you know, even people who have, like, heart attacks or or heart valve disorders and leukemia. Um, The contractions of labor help prepare the baby's lungs for respiration at birth. Um, It's really important to understand that the contractions will reduce the amount of oxygenated blood that's passed through to the placenta, and that causes the baby's heart to slow down a little bit, and that's the survival mechanism because the baby requires less oxygen. Also, when the babies are are born premature and via C-section, there's less catecholamines um, that are produced. Now, catecholamines are produced with each contraction, and it's very important that the baby... um, have enough catecholamines to, to drive proper respiration. Um, so it increases the risk of asthma. Um, studies show that newborns um, that are delivered via C-section have almost double the chance of having asthma than a, a, a child born vaginally. It also changes um, a difference in the bacterial makeup inside the baby's intestines because if they don't pass through the, the birth canal, which really populates the baby with a multitude of different bacteria that are good for the baby, the good flora or the probiotics, so to speak, that are given to the mom, the baby will have a lot of only one or two types of bacteria in the digestive tract, and that contributes to asthma and also other digestive issues like gluten sensitivity and these things, which are becoming more common now. So there's a host of different things that can be related, and there's tons of research out there showing increased risk for asthma and breathing difficulties. And after a C-section delivery, is the baby separated from the mother for an extended period of time? 
It really depends. Um, you know, an uncomplicated, an elective C-section, you know, the mom says, hey, I want to be back to work in three days, and I want to have, I don't want to miss this. You know, there, there are people who actually do that. You know, often if they, they have the C-section, um, usually the baby can be taken right out and, you know, put in skin-to-skin contact with the mom right on the belly, which is very important. Um, but in other cases where, you know, the baby might not be breathing the lungs, the baby can be taken right away to the NICU. And then there is no connection between the, the mom and the baby, and that can have some deleterious effects on the health problems later as well. So it really depends on the individual situations. It's not across the board. It depends the reasoning that they're doing the C-section, if it was a true emergency. If the baby is not in perfect health, then it might require longer times of separation from the mother during that time, which is crucial for bonding. And lastly... Are babies delivered via C-section more susceptible to illness or other health problems later in life? Um, absolutely. Um, there, there's a lot of studies. Um, the Lamaze Institute, um, for one, they talk about how nature prepares mother and her baby to be, you know, bonding from birth. The oxytocin hormone, the hormone that's, um, you know, causes a woman's uterus to contrast, contract, also, you know, increases the temperature of the breast. Um, to, to, so the baby, it's easier for them to find them. It helps keep them calm and responsive. Um, you know, so all that hormone also stimulates a lot of the mothering feelings. So sometimes there's some studies out that talk about when the babies are born C-section, there's less of a bond between the mom. Um, and we all know that that bond between the two of them is really important. Um, high levels of adrenaline, which are normal in babies at birth, uh, make the baby alert and prepare him to look for his mother and find his way to the breast and, and breastfeed. So there, there's a lot of different things that can definitely contribute that, to those things and other health problems. They talk about um, breastfeeding is likely to be delayed with C-section. Um, and planned cesareans also can increase the risk of neonatal death. They found that, um, you know, babies just, you know, passing away in the first 28 days of life is more common in babies born via C-section than the kids born um, in vaginal births. But, you know, I do want to close and say that there are certain times where it is important to have a C-section when the mother's health is at risk or the baby's at risk. But mothers should be educated in the best you know, way to have a natural birth, to plan on to have a natural birth using a doula or a midwife, someone who's educated to make sure that you make the choices because if you have a plan, you're more likely to stick to the plan than if you just go in there willy-nilly and just go whichever way the nurses and the doctors and the wind blows. You know, and another thing that contributes to the high C-section rate that I didn't, didn't mention before is, you know, malpractice. Um, you know, the, the uh, OBGYNs um, and gynecologists, they carry a very high malpractice uh, insurance just for that reason, because there's a lot that could go wrong. And if they don't follow the standards of care and err on the side of caution, a lot of times they have more exposure at risk. So a lot of times during a complicated birth or something, they might be extra cautious and always lean towards doing more interventions than less. Because if you do the proper interventions and you follow the standards of care, there is no malpractice, even if there is a loss of life. But if you don't follow the standards of care and there's even a minor complication, you are significantly at risk for malpractice. So there's a lot of different things that come into play in that. Well, thank you, Dr. Rubenstein. We know you're extremely busy. So I just want to thank you for your time and help today. Well, thank you so much. It's an honor to be here. And like I said, if we can help even one person make a better choice, we've done our job today. 
Thank you so much. And for our listeners across the country, if you are interested in speaking with Dr. Greg Rubenstein, you can either go online to www.chiropractormidtown.com or call 917-534-6484 to schedule an appointment. And on behalf of our entire team, we want to thank you for listening, and we look forward to bringing you more top-quality content from our country's leading experts. You've been listening to RazorCast, USA's hottest podcast, bringing you cutting-edge interviews from leading industry professionals. 